This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly. This Pelicans got in late last night. Sean has the morning off and a good win for the Pelicans last night. I know it's preseason, but uh, they overcame a 20-point deficit last night to take down the Chicago Bulls 123-115. to Anthony Davis returning back home did not disappoint. 26 points, 8 rebounds, 10 of 16 shooting. And Sean Kilpatrick led all bench scores with 23 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 7 from downtown. He's trying to make... This Pelicans roster, I'll go over the stats, and you'll hear from head coach Alvin Gentry, Anthony Davis, and Ryan Anderson a little bit later. But uh, a good win last night for the Pelicans. A good chance for you all to see them on NBA TV. Hope a lot of you were able to watch it. Um, Not a good start for the Pelicans, but they seem to get it together in the second half. And um, you're going to see a lot of points from this team. Preseason record for most, uh, as far as a franchise record for most points in the game with 123 and uh, get used to that. You're going to see a lot of points from this fast-paced Pelicans offense. Of course, it's Tuesday, which means it's fantasy football talk. It's our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com will come on and talk about some waiver wire pickups and also preview Falcons and Saints fantasy purpose-wise and um, lots, lots more. Um, lots of good playoff baseball last night. I apologize to Sean Kelly's Cardinals. They fell to the Cubs 8-6. to the Mets all over the Dodgers last night, 13-7. to And um, how about the Royals and Rangers both evening up their series. Uh, Royals with a come-from-behind win over the Astros. And the Toronto Blue Jays beat the Rangers. So those two series are 2-2. Two to two. Cubs and Mets can clinch spots in the NLCS today and tonight. So uh, lots of good stuff going on between baseball, uh, hockey starting, NBA preseason, NFL, college football. Um, lots of good stuff going on. Um Sean Payton met with the media this morning. I think it was a record for quickest conference call. Usually we try to give you a couple cups from uh, Sean Payton's conference calls during the week, but uh, today it lasted around two minutes. So right now I'm just going to play you uh, the whole thing here. Sean Payton with the media this morning. Uh, Sean, this is Evan from uh, from NOLA and Tom Spicchio. And I, I don't think you were asked this yesterday, but I apologize if you were. But with Austin Johnson not being on the, the injured list, I assume he was a healthy scratch. And you – is that a, having more flexibility with now with three tight ends on the roster, or is that just a game-by-game thing for him? Uh, he was a healthy scratch. <clears throat> Certainly having three tight ends allowed us to do that, and part of it was the uh, scheme and what we, were, what, were, what we were doing going into that Philadelphia game with a little bit more one-back being featured. Sean, this is Mike Triplett. Um, what is your review after watching the tape of how Andrew Keith played in his starting debut? He was solid. Look, there were some movement issues at times off the play action, but I thought he did a lot of good things. Sean, this is Omar Ruiz NFL Network. Um, when you look at a team like the Falcons on tape and, and the intangibles that they're playing with, the comebacks and all that, uh, do you attribute that more to talent or is there an attitude or something that they play with that uh, maybe Dan Quinn has brought? Man, clearly you watch them, and they're playing with confidence. They're flying around on defense, causing turnovers. I think they're sixth in the league. 
Offensively, they're getting the big play. They're rushing the football well. Um, clearly, when you watch them, they're playing a complimentary game. And so part of that, you know, starts with the time on task that they they spent in the offseason. Dan has uh, done a tremendous job. He's, he's an extremely bright coach. And, look, you can see it on tape. So, of course, the schedule is a little different this week, given it's a Thursday night football game, so they will practice today. Drew Brees will speak to the media around 2.30 Central. And, of course, we'll have that for you on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. And uh, we'll get you set for Falcons and Saints in the, these next couple of days on the Black and Blue Report. So a uh, little bit different of a show today. We'll uh, talk fantasy football with Jake Seeley. We'll break down this Pelicans game and also get you set again for Falcons and Saints on Thursday night. We'll start with a Pelicans victory next on the Black and Blue Report. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Energy. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to talk some Pelicans on this Tuesday. They defeated the Chicago Bulls last night 123 to 115, a franchise record for preseason points with 123. And they were down as much as 20 last night in the first half. Then they outscore the Bulls 37 to 24 in the third to lead 91 to 90 after three. Then they outscore the Bulls in the fourth, 32 to 25 again to take that 123 to 115 victory. As I mentioned in the first segment, Anthony Davis 26 points, 10 of 16 shooting, five of eight from the foul line and one of one from downtown. He's starting to shoot that three pointer more. Alvin Gentry said if he has it, he can take it. Two of three last game against the Hawks, one of one, so three of four. For AD, remember last year he was just one of 12 from three-point range, and uh, that one was a pretty big one against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the game-winning shot in February. Tyreek Evans looked good last night, 18 points, 7 of 10 shooting for him in 23 minutes of play. Ryan Anderson, 18 points. Yeah, struggled from the field, 6 of 18, but I feel like he missed a lot of shots early and then kind of got his confidence back later on in the game. 4 of 6, though, from downtown, which I like. And he also added a double-double to those 18 points with 10 rebounds. And again, Sean Kilpatrick, who's one of the fighting five trying to make this team. 23 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 3 of 7 from downtown, and 6 of 6 
from the foul line. Shooting has been an issue for the Pelicans in the first two preseason games. Not putting up shots. They put up 103 in the first game and in the mid-80s in the second game. They throw up 87 shots last night and made 42 of them for 48%, so a preseason high for them. They were 11 of 25 from downtown and 28 of 37 from the line. What I like is the turnovers. Pelicans taking care of the ball so far in this preseason. Only seven turnovers last night and seven points off those turnovers for Chicago. Chicago had six players in double figures, led by Bobby Portis, the rookie from Arkansas. He added the double-double, 11 rebounds, 8 of 12 shooting from the field. They turned the ball over 14 times, but it seemed like early uh, perimeter defense was pretty poor for the Pelicans. And Chicago made 11 three-pointers, I believe. Eight of them were in the first half, so they did a good job stopping that perimeter D in the third and fourth quarters. They were 11 of 32 from downtown. All right, so those are some of the stats from last night's game. Let's hear from Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry, who talked with Sean Kelly after last night's game. Well, coach, you just got done looking at that box score. What would you like about the game itself? Oh, it wasn't so much what we did uh, offensively. You know, I think we, we played much harder uh, and with much more force defensively, which is which what we talked about all the time. Uh, I thought that second unit that came in did a really good job of getting into the ball, and uh, all of a sudden uh, our rotations were a little better. Uh, I told the guys I really I, I really don't worry about our offense because I think we're talented enough that that some kind of way we'll figure out a way to score. Uh, but what we have to do is be able to to uh, play off stops and not off uh, getting it in the basket and. And taking it out of bounds, that's when you get yourself in trouble. So I thought we did a much better uh, job with that the second half. And, uh, and uh, you know, I think they're, you know, we, we got to continue to improve. Now, in defense of our players in the first half, we tried something that we've really only gone over one day uh, from a defensive standpoint. And uh, so we struggled a lot with it the first half. But, you know, we're trying to get to the point where we're doing something and we're planning for the regular season, so we just stuck with it. I thought they did a much better job the second half. There will be times you'll have to play from behind during the regular season, and that is a learning process in itself. Yeah, no, it is. It is. You know, you just gotta, it, you gotta learn how to play from behind, and a lot of that, obviously, is is going to be your defense, and uh, that's why we keep emphasizing that, and that's why we keep saying that we we must get better defensively, uh, so that on the nights where we're not shooting the ball well and you know, we shoot in the in high 30s. Uh, you still have an opportunity to win the game. Davis carried you guys early, um, and that kept you in the game. I kept waiting to see who's going to step up and help him, and then it started to crack. A big night for Ryan Anderson, Kilpatrick, and those guys really helped. Well, I thought they did a good job. That whole group did a good job. I thought Ryan really played kind of within himself, and, uh, you know, he's been pressing just a little bit because uh, he hadn't shot the ball well. But, you know, I told him just to relax and uh, – you know, let the game come to him, and, and it's going to be fine. And I thought he did a great job tonight of really just kind of letting the game come to him and, and taking what was available. And then I thought Sean and, uh, and Bryce and those guys came in and did such a great job defensively that what happened is that we ended up getting a lot of easy baskets. Twenty-one second-half points. He really just kind of dominated. Uh, you know. Well, when we put him in the game, I thought he played with such confidence, and then uh, he did a good job. I thought we did a good job of moving the basketball. He happened to be the guy open, and he jumped up and shot the ball in. So uh, the thing that we keep telling the guys is that you know we don't want to pass up on shots. Uh, we have a shot opportunity. We got to get to the point where we're confident enough that we can jump up and take it. But you know we don't want to force the situation. So. If you don't have a shot, we talk about just moving it on to the next guy. 
this year? Oh, he's been, I think he's been typical. You know, I think he's had some good days and bad days, but, you know, there's never a time where you can uh, fault his effort. And to me, if you're going to play with effort, uh, you can't have a bad game. You know, if you're out playing with effort, even when your shot's not going, you'll find a way to help your team. And, of course, Anthony Davis, it's its homecoming week, I would say. He plays in his hometown of Chicago last night, and then on Friday he heads to Lexington, Kentucky. As Saturday, the Pelicans play the Kings at Rupp Arena, where AD spent one year of college there. I think you know how that one year went. Um, after the game, Anthony Davis stopped by the radio, uh, I guess, radio road there in the front and spoke with Sean Kelly. And the native of Chicago, Illinois, joins us as our star of the game. Congratulations, Anthony Davis. Pretty good homecoming for you and a nice ball game for your ball club. Yeah, um, you know, we kind of struggled on defense in the first half. I think they had 59 points or something like that. And, um, you know, we went in and we just talked about that we had to you know, be a physical team. We don't want to be labeled as a soft team in the league. And so we came out real physical defensively, and that kind of led into our offensive flow when we came down in the second half, you know. But, you know, we were switching all pick and rolls uh, one through four, and when I was at the five, one through five, you know, just get something to get used to. And, um, you know, we kind of struck in the first half. But, like I said, second half we came out, and we did, we did a better job defensively. Anthony, the three ball was kind to you again tonight. That's how you started your <laughs> night. Did you think that was going to be your first look of the game? No. Uh, <laughs> coach just telling me to shoot him, and I, I think I shot two more, I think. Yeah, you did. Um, I'm, just, I'm just out here just trying to play basketball, you know, and he told everybody, if you're open and your feet are set, and you, you can you can shoot the ball. And so that's all we're trying to do. Um, Dante's shooting him. Uh, everybody's really shooting him. And um, if, if my feet set and, and I got a good look, I'm going to put it up for sure. Your team shot better. You know, you had talked to me this morning about, hey, you know, we're getting good looks. We just need some of them to go down. They finally did it tonight, didn't they? Yeah, for sure. Um, 123 points. You know, that's the pace that we want to play at. Um, got up a lot of shots in. Um, you know, we, we made a lot of shots. So, you know, it's good to see the ball go on the rim. Um, especially for me being here, you know, bad the team, you know, it's always good to see the ball going around and, you know, get that rhythm back in. I think our bench did a great job, you know, uh, Luke, Ryan, um, Sean, all, all them guys came in, Chris, uh, CDR, all, all them guys came in and, and held it down as well when, when the Stars was out. What does this do for the week of practice, Anthony, after this road trip and, you know, you split the two games, but I think you'll have to leave here with a good taste in your mouth, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, every day we just try to get better, every game, every practice. Um, shoot around we just try to get better and um, I think we got better tonight you know we worked on something that we never worked on before and we, and we uh, came out and executed better in the second half so I think um, you know practice should be practice of course we're going to go after it because that's a team that we want to be um, but at the same time we know we got a lot of guys banged up and you know we don't want any more guys to hurt well you got some Chicago style pizza a little time with family <laughs> and friends and 26 and 8 tonight I'd say that's a successful trip back home yeah, you? most importantly we got the win so yep. uh, you know, that, that's, that's the main thing Anthony thanks good luck this week All right, thank you bet. And one more interview before we take a break. As I mentioned, Ryan Anderson struggled from the field 6 of 18, but was 4 of 6 from downtown. He spoke to Sean Kelly and Jim Eichenhofer after the game as well. After a couple of misses, you kind of got your night going and looked good from there. Yeah, but apparently my spinning hook isn't, you know, it's my teammate's favorite of one of my moves tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'll get myself going eventually. Now, uh, you know, we just battled back. I think we had a ton of energy, you know, in the second half. We, uh, you know, we were switching. We were, uh, we're going through a different kind of defense than we have uh, game planned with, really, you know, before. So this is a first time um, playing like that, and it took us a little while to adjust. And we just, the, the main thing is we, we played hard and we fought and, um, yeah, had a lot of energy. You weren't the only one, Ryan. I mean, Sean Kilpatrick steps up. Evans was asked to do a little something he hasn't done just yet. 
um, it seemed like Anthony was kind of carrying the load there, and then you guys all said, well, we're here to help too. Right, I mean, he's in Chicago, you know, like, so this was his his night, yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, uh, I was just glad to to just feel good, you know, feel into the into the motion of the game, and, and we had a great pace, especially in that second half, great pace of play. You know, we keep talking about that, you know, I think all through preseason and in training camp, just having a pace of play, and we had that. To the offense or the system, I mean, did you feel like that kind of clicked in a little bit tonight too? Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I mean, the second half for sure. It was, uh, uh, you know, we had a lot of opportunities, a lot of open shots. We moved the ball really well and just played great defense. So, you know, when we can push the ball like that, uh, we really could score. So, we get stops and run on the other end, or even if they score, just get the ball out and really and, and run them. Uh, it's it's hard to guard. So there you have it. Pelicans are off today. They practice both Saturday and Sunday. Game last night got back late from Chicago, and uh, we'll have the day off today. They'll practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday before they head to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Kings. So a nice few days of rest there. And, of course, we all heard about the Norris Cole injury that broke yesterday before the game. High left ankle sprain, no timetable to return. Coach said it could be anywhere between four and six weeks, but not sure yet as an official timetable. Um, coach mentioned that to Sean Kelly in the pregame interview that was heard on the Pelicans radio network. We'll keep you updated on that, and um, we'll see how the Pelicans look in these next three practices before heading off to Lexington to play the Kings the next week. The last three preseason games, as they head to Houston on Monday, they'll play Orlando on Wednesday, and they'll round out next Friday at home at the Smoothie King Center against the Miami Heat. All right, when we come back, we'll turn our attention to fantasy football. Jake Seeley joins us from RotoExperts.com. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The Pelicans Pick 6 Plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your pick six plan today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. It's Tuesday, which means it's time to talk fantasy football. And joining me, as always, is Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. It's part of our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, I know we were just talking 
uh, before we uh, started here. And I, I th you said you might have gone 13 for 13 this week in fantasy teams. Yeah, I think it's possible. I got to check on the one last Knox score. Hopefully, Le'Veon Bell had a great game, but hopefully, I think my gap was big enough with Keenan Allen locked in. And I know I at least took 12 out of 13, but I think it might have been a perfect week. See, guys, this is why you take Jake Seeley's advice when we have him on on Tuesdays. He, there's a reason why. <laughs> 13 of 13, unbelievable. Um, Jake, uh, I think we're going to have the theme of running backs for this segment uh, this week. Um, we'll start with Jamal Charles. Just tough to hear that he has a tour ACL out for this season. So for guys that have Jamal Charles, um, who's the guy in KC that will replace him? Well, I don't know that anybody replaces him outright, but your best chance of somebody doing that is Charkandrick West. If you have the top waiver spot, if you have a ton of your free agent auction money left, uh, you, you're going all in on this guy. Uh, and if you have Jamal Charles, if you have, even if you have a hundred bucks and you haven't spent a penny of it yet, I'd be tempted to even spend a hundred dollars just because there's not going to be another opportunity like this likely for the rest of the season. Because a lot of the backfields you look at across the NFL, where you talk about Marshawn Lynch, well, he's coming back, but Thomas Rawls has already been picked up because he's already missed time. You know, you look at the backfields, you know, Eddie Lacy missed some time, so James Starks picked up already. So you don't have a lot of backfields where you say, okay, I can see a running back come out and potentially be an RB2, and that's what Wes brings. Is he's got a similar skill set to Charles. He has the potential to be at least an RB2. The only problem with this is, you know, Niall Davis didn't get any touches the last two games before the West was the one that came in when Charles went out last week. That's why you go for West. I would still take a flyer on Davis because we had seen in years past he was the option before they have West on the team this year. But at the same time, you know, last year, if you recall, we were all talking about, well, Ronnie Hillman was the guy you wanted in Denver, and Lorenzo Taliaferro was the guy you wanted in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And then three weeks later, it was C.J. Anderson and Justin Forsett. So there's never a guarantee, but if you're looking for a replacement and the potential, you have to go with West. Fair enough, fair enough. Another running back that has some owners concerned is Eddie Lacy. Uh, should owners be concerned at this point, and how, how do you – you try to trade him while you can, or what's the deal with Eddie Lacy? I can see a little bit of concern, only because the matchups haven't been all terrible. There's been some tough ones in there, but again, this is the same guy who started off slow the last three to four games at the beginning of last year, and then from there on out was a top three running back. So I'm not panicking yet. He's still his talent just didn't disappear. He's not mm -hmm. all of a sudden a bad running back. So I actually like him as a sleeper, if you will, for this week because of the matchup. A terrific matchup. I think that if you look at the Chargers, what they just let Le'Veon Bell do last night, uh, I think Lacey, this could be his breakout week. I'm actually looking to buy low because if he has a huge game against the Chargers, your buy low window is going to be closed. And everybody's going to say, okay, uh, Lacey's fine. He just had a slow start again. So there's a little bit of concern, like I said, just in the back of my mind. I don't want to necessarily go and pay top first-round pick value is what it went for in the draft. I wouldn't want to pay that to get him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if I own him, there's no way I'm selling him. I still think there's a real good chance he's an RB1. And, and he has no competition for touches if he's healthy. Gotcha. All right. Um, another running back by committee deal. It's kind of a, I would say, a weird but good problem for the Arizona Cardinals to have is their three-headed monster with Andre Ellington, Chris Johnson, and David Johnson. If you have one of the three, two of the three, three of the three, how do you uh, – deal with them on a weekly basis now that Ellington's getting healthy? <laughs> if I own any of them, I'm looking to get out of the situation as much as possible. If I own Chris Johnson, sell him. Uh, even if you're only going to get RB2 value and not sell him quote-unquote high, 
I would just sell to get avoided this situation as much as possible. We talk about timeshares where there's two running backs. Well, now we're in a full-fledged committee with three. Allington didn't see a ton last week, but then when he did, finally late in the game, as we saw, he busted off a huge run for the 60-plus yards. So he's going to be starting to get involved even more. David Johnson stole some goal line carries. He still gets touchdowns here and there. They're all nice. If you own one, you can probably plug them in as a flex play during your bye week. I don't want to start any of them, though, and that's the problem. That's why I said get out of it if you can, because any given week is not going to be as successful as we saw last week where Johnson had 100 yards, Ellington had a touchdown, David Johnson had touchdowns. That's not going to happen every week, especially as far as the Palmer throwing as well as he is. So you're going to see weeks where David Johnson's left that all together, more so than the other two, but some weeks where maybe Chris Johnson's not in the game flow because it's a pass-heavy game and it's more Ellington. So sell, sell, sell as much as you can and just try to get it out of it. It's surprising thinking that Chris Johnson's in the top five of rushing guards so far. I know that's just based on, you know, Ellington being hurt, but uh, it's kind of crazy how this whole situation's played out in Arizona. It is. It's so funny. Nobody wanted him. He was waiting around trying to get phone calls. You would think, hey, look at Dallas at this point. They probably would have been pretty happy behind that offensive line if they just would have made the phone call and got Chris Johnson. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, Jake, uh, it's a moment we've been waiting for for guys that it's Tuesday, which means it's time to have some waiver wire pickups two or three guys that uh, you would think about picking up this week. Can I real quick yell at everybody for the fact that Alan Hearns is not widely owned still? Uh, what have I told you three weeks in a row that Alan Hearns needs to be picked up and he yep. still isn't even over 50% owned? So I have nothing left to say. If you don't, <laughs> if you don't have Alan Hearns in your league owned, then you need to find a new league. So <laughs> other than him, uh, we talked about Willie Steed last week. I think that he moves up to the top of the list outside of the big names like Hearns and Crabtree. Steed is a must-own, in my opinion, at this point. You look at the fact, I already said, he was surpassing Brandon Coleman and pushing Marcus Colston. Well, now he's supremely in control of that number two spot. And I wouldn't be surprised that there's some games where he's seen better numbers than Brandon Cooks, as actually you've seen on a reception yard basis so far. Uh, I think that he's a great option going forward. Uh, Kamar Aiken, a lot of people picked him up last week, but not enough. Uh, even if Steve Smith is back, he showed that he's going to be involved plenty. One more for at wide receiver. If you need PPR options, Jameson Crowder is still a terrific option while Deshaun Jackson is out. And then to go back to running back real quick, if you, like I said, if you miss out on West, you don't get even Niall Davis. Maybe Rawls is already owned, Duke Johnson, all those guys we've been talking about. Theo Riddick, uh, you take a flyer on him. He, obviously, only PPR leagues, not a standard league that you would want him in, but. He's seen plenty about uh, usage. Joy Bell doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. Amir Abdul is fumbling issues. Uh, Zach Denner's pretty much the third option there. And Riddick looked great last week. Again, only a PPR option, but if you miss out on a lot of these running backs, he could step in for you there in these bye weeks. Good stuff, good stuff. Before I let you go, let's talk about Saints and Falcons. Uh, very important as far as waiver wire pickups because the game is Thursday night football. Um, you mentioned Willie Sneed already. Who is a must-start for the Saints against Atlanta on Thursday? Yeah, he's definitely one of them. I see. I find it hard to believe you don't have a team where Willie Steen can't find his way into your lineup unless you're just supremely deep at wide receiver. Maybe somebody like Brandon Marshall is your third wide mm -hmm. receiver. So, you know, if you're looking really good, then I can see it. I would still stash him, but I, I would say he's the most start in most, most leagues. And Brandon Cooks. Looks like he had a game that we've all been waiting for last week. He's still a must-start in all leagues, standard or PBR. you got to like him more in PBR, obviously. So they're both in there. Drew Brees, I wouldn't be surprised if it's three straight weeks of over 300 passing yards and two-plus touchdowns again against this Falcons defense. Against the Falcons offense, too, that's going to make the Saints 
has to score too. This could be a very high-scoring game, which we don't really always see on Thursday Night Football, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of them. So you have to like him. Mark Ingram's a top-10 running back and an RB1 every single week. So those are all your must-starts. And then, obviously, if you could get C.J. Spiller in there at PPR League because of buys, uh, it was a little lower scoring what we expected last week after the week before with that big play in overtime. But I think this is a game where he could definitely bounce back and put up a nice score going forward because the Falcons actually allow the most receptions and receiving yards to running back so far this year. So Spiller has some upside in this game. I was about to say, was S.C.J. Spiller thing from last week more of a matchup issue with Philadelphia? It seemed like Philly was – uh, had a good game plan for him. Um, so it seems like C.J. Spiller is a better option against Atlanta, correct? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's unfortunately what we're probably going to be looking at going forward is Spiller is kind of a matchup type of situation. Is that there's teams that are out there that are really good against defending pass catching running backs or they're aiming to stop that area of the game. Uh, Spiller is going to be kind of a hit or miss. This is definitely one of those weeks, though, where it looks like a hit. All right, good stuff. That's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, always a pleasure, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. Yeah, anytime. Good luck in week six. I appreciate it. Same to you. And when we come back, I'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Millions of fans have made the show their rock holiday tradition. Trans-Siberian Orchestra, the live debut of the Ghost of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, presented by Hallmark Channel. December 10th at Smoothie King Center in New Orleans. All new show, all new visual spectacular, all your favorites. The power of rock with the majesty of classical, a multi-sensory experience that is truly a must-see. This is Trans-Siberian Orchestra, live. Buy your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Ghost of Christmas Eve. Order the new album, Letters from the Labyrinth, Available at Amazon.com. Another Beaver production. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, about to wrap things up from Studio B here. Before uh, we get out of here, um, just want to pass some information along. The Saints are giving an allotment of tickets back from the Atlanta Falcons. For the October 15th game between the two clubs in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, tickets to club supplies on a weekly basis to the opponent and are returned to the club for sale to fans who, when they are unsold by the visiting team. So seats from this allotment are now available for purchase. Fans can purchase these tickets in person at the New Orleans Saints ticket office at 5800 Airline Drive in Metairie or by calling them at 504-731-1700 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. today and tomorrow and on Thursday from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m in Metairie and after 4.30 p.m. at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So, again, if you want tickets for Thursday night's game, um, some allotment was given back by the Atlanta Falcons. 5800 Airline Drive, you can stop by today or tomorrow, actually, and Thursday. Um, You have till 6 p.m. on Wednesday and then 4.30 p.m. at Airline on Thursday. And then after that, you'll have to go to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and purchase those tickets. So, a chance to go see a divisional matchup on national television. And we'll ramp up our coverage in the next couple days of Saints and Falcons. We're efforting to get a Falcons writer on for tomorrow. 
and uh, we'll hope to hear from some Saints players from practice today. And then um, we're hoping to still have the uh, announcers on on Thursday, Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints, and we'll have Wes Durham on, the voice of the Falcons. And, of course, you never know who else will stop by. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday, and until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Thank you.